Welcome to the Kingsway Christian Fellowship Home Service. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this audio sermon streamed live from Melbourne, Australia. Kingsway Christian Fellowship is a family Bible-based non-denominational church preaching Jesus Christ based in Bonturner. Visit www.kingswaychristianfellowship.com Now here is Pastor Werner Schultz. get rid of Jesus. I always think of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. And I want to focus you this morning on Jesus. And uh, how many know there are so many wonderful Christmas stories in the Bible? Which is the first one you think of? What? Luke 2. And somebody else? John 3, 16. Isn't that a Christmas story? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Amen. That's a Christmas story. And this morning I want to read the Christmas story Paul wrote. Did you know that Paul wrote the Christmas story? And we find it in one of his letters to the Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, and there are a few verses down there. Let's read the Christmas story of Paul. So we read the Christmas story in, in Luke at home in our Christmas celebration and the Christmas story of Paul in Philippians chapter 2, the verses 5 and a few verses down. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus. And now he starts the Christmas story. Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regarding equality with God are things to grasp, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of man. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that so that. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So that in the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. I'm sorry, I jumped a little bit ahead. Those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. Isn't that a Christmas story? Isn't that the Christmas story? 
And I know being a pastor for so many years of the same church is always hard to preach on festivities like this, not in order to repeat yourself. I didn't want to repeat myself nor resurrect any other sermon I preached on Christmas here in this church. But I want to thank the Lord and let's pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And your word is always, always living. Hallelujah. And Lord, whether we find it in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, it's the same story. For God so loved the world. Hallelujah. And you gave us life. You gave us hope. You gave us even more eternal life. I thank you and I pray this morning that you may bless me, Lord, as I speak your word. Give grace to speak your word. Give grace to listen to your word. And also give grace, O oh Lord, to act up on your word in the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Help me. I'm so blind. Anybody blind here to this, this morning? I'm so blind. Everyone in all the world is speaking about Christmas fairies. I can't see anywhere in the Bible this word Christmas fairy or fairy lights and stuff and garbage like that. I can't read it in the Bible. Have I got the wrong Bible, Pastor Gary? What do you reckon? No? It's the right Bible, hallelujah. But I read about Christmas very, very much about a son that has been given unto us, a child that was born, and a child, a Savior that was born, and his name is Jesus or Emmanuel, God with us, hallelujah. God is not against us. The devil wants to tell you a thousand times a day, God is against you. No, tell him, God is with me. Emmanuel, that's the name of Jesus as well. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not used to Christmas fairies. I don't know why, but I tell you why. And it's this, I believe, my late mother, she is with the Lord for many years now. She never told us any, any, any fairy tale story. Did your mom do that? Mom, if you do it, shame on you. You should read and tell your children the story about Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's what I heard as a child. And I was not allowed to read any so-called comic books. You know the comic books? There were, in my age, comic books around uh, about Tarzan. Have you heard about this? Tarzan, we called it in German, Tarzan. I wasn't allowed to have them in my, in my room, but the Bible. Oh, yes. There was one book important for my life as a young boy growing up in a Christian family, there was the Bible, hallelujah. Beside all the other books we needed in school, there was one book only, the Bible. And I remember very, very well. I read often the Bible in the evening, and so I had an old Luther Bible, being a German, 
and there was a heavy Bible. And so I built myself a little frame from timber. So when I laid in the bed, I put this frame on my chest and had the Bible there, and I could read the Bible. That's all. That's all I read. I don't know anything about Christmas fairies and stuff like that. I've been many times in Sweden and drove through Sweden from one place to another. I've seen uh, pictures about reindeers warning on the road, but I didn't see any anything warnings about elves in Sweden. They're supposed to coming from the north of Europe somewhere, isn't it? Where do you read it in the Bible? I never read it in the Bible. And since ever I read the Bible, I read plenty of, about Jesus, hallelujah. And I've got no fairy story to tell you, but I have to tell you the living story of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. And this is the Christmas story of Paul. Did you know that? The Christmas story of Paul. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. What is it all about Christmas? Is it all about nice, wonderful Christmas hymns? Although all these hymns have their reason and their right, because they were written to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. Who doesn't know this wonderful Christmas song? Written by this Austrian man, Moore, his name. Silent night, holy night. And the story about this man, he was in the church there somewhere in Vienna or whatever. I didn't know really. And so he wrote this song in German, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. That was sung always in Germany. And when I was a boy in Sunday school, on um, Christmas Eve, we had a service then. And all I remember was I got new clothes as a boy because it was Christmas. And then in Germany, it was already cold. The ice was freezing on, uh, on the water and so on. And often before the Christmas service, we as boys went out, you know, and there were some ditches and a little bit of water. Where did we go? Guess what? Into the, or onto the ice. But the ice wasn't frozen enough. Guess what? I stood in front and said my verse, you know, before the congregation and up to here with wet feet because I went into the ice. That's all I remember as a child from Christmas days. But I tell you, I have got something, something better. And a theme came to me when I was preparing about this preaching this morning. What should I preach? Everybody preaches about Bethlehem. Right. Nothing wrong about it. Everybody preaches about the angels which were singing there in the heavenlies. Wonderful, a wonderful singing. But I thought myself, I must speak about this morning 
about a prince who dressed down, not up. A prince who dressed down. Hallelujah. And who is the prince? The prince of peace. The prince of life. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, Paul says, now this attitude he wants to have in every body of the believers in Philippi. That this attitude might be in you as it was in Jesus Christ. What was the attitude? And that's all about Christmas. Yes, I'm preaching about Christmas this morning. Amen? This is Paul's Christmas story. He emptied himself. That's the first point I can read about when I look as a pastor at Scripture. The first point, he emptied himself. A prince dressing down. And the psalmist David, he speaks about in Psalm 23, 24. 23 is known as the Lord is my shepherd. But 24 is the one, and David says here, verse 10, uh, 7 to 10, lift up your head, O gate, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. David saw a king coming, that a king of glory may come in, but he had more view through the Spirit of God, not just a king preparing for the coming of a king. Now listen, verse 8. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift up your ancient doors. Who is the king of glory? the Lord of hosts, the King of glory. And we have got a song in Germany. Every German knows that song. Tochter ziehen, freue dich. Have you heard the song? Tochter ziehen, freue dich. Sieh, dein König kommt zu dir. So that was German that I sang. Now, there's a very known Christmas hymn in Germany. The sound, daughter of Zion, rejoice, rejoice. And Zechariah 9, 9, very easy to remember. We read there, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, you come your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt of a foal of a donkey. There was a theme. Your king is coming riding on a donkey. Now, who is riding on donkeys? Is that equivalent for a king to ride on the donkey? He came. He came riding on a donkey, and he is humble. He humbled himself, and that's why 
I can align this, what Paul is speaking in Philippians, as the Christmas story of Paul. Hallelujah. Most of the Christians know the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. But I tell you, isn't that the Christmas story? He emptied himself. Now, what did he step down from? Remember how the Bible, the New Testament, introduces Jesus Christ in John 1, 1. In the beginning was the what? The word. And we have got some Greek here. They could quote it in Greek. In the beginning was what? The Logos. And when I speak about the Logos, I speak about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. As it says then in verse 14 in John 1. And this Logos became flesh. Hallelujah. He became flesh and he dwelt amongst us. Isn't that the Christmas story? The next time, if you want to preach a Christmas story, preach about John chapter 1, verse 14. And I preached once about it years and years ago. I didn't want to resurrect that sermon. And that's why I preach in this morning something different. The Christmas story about the, the apostle uh, Paul. Now we read in John 1, 1, 2, 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Listen, the Logos is God. Amen? Can we say amen to it? This Logos is God, not a sub-God or whatever. He is God. You can't get any more God than Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Can I hear an amen from you? Are you still full of... of uh, what did you get Christmas? Yeah. Oh, the Logos is God. And you can't get more God than Jesus. And this Jesus came into the earth. How did he do it? He emptied himself. And when I was studying this, I was rejoicing, and I thought, I must preach to you that you understand, who is this Logos? It is Jesus Christ. Now let's go on, verse 2 in John 1. He was in the beginning with God. All three things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was light, and the life was the light of man. And the light shined shine in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And there is one sentence, listen to this, mark it in your heart. The whole cosmos and universe is logos made. You understand what it means? The whole cosmos, wherever you look, what God created has been made by the Logos, by Jesus Christ. He is the creator. Hallelujah. And this creator came into this world. How was it happened? How did it happen? If Jesus would have come the way when he was the Logos 
with the triune God also in the Old Testament, we wouldn't have recognized him. Now, as the eternal Logos was there and through him everything came into being, and wherever God Almighty, El Shaddai, wherever God Almighty, El Shaddai, revealed himself, Jesus was there. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's why I'm digging back into the Old Testament. Jesus was not just somebody who came on the face of the earth. No. I heard something very disturbing in German. It was disturbing. There was a Muslim preacher, not a gospel preacher, and he preached against Christmas. And he said, Christmas sets Allah Somewhere up. That means Christmas or Allah gets very, very angry about Christmas because they said God has no son. True, Allah has no son, but God and Allah are not the same. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Allah and God is not the same. But God is God, the Almighty, El Shaddai, the Almighty. Now, wherever God revealed himself in the Old Testament, Jesus was there. And you know the whole debate in Job when his friends came to him and they wanted to find out they had some theological ideas. And some people think if they know something, they know everything. And they wanted to find a reason why actually Job is suffering that badly. And God spoke to Job and he said, we can read it in Job chapter 38. Where have you been, Job? Did Job know everything about God? No. But at the end he said, I know what that my what? Redeemer liveth, hallelujah. In other words, the station at the moment I live here, the state will not continue on forever and ever. I know my Redeemer liveth, hallelujah. Oh, and he will, at the last on the earth, he will raise me up, hallelujah. When everything is gone, he will be there. And God put that question to Job. Job, where were you actually? If you think you know everything, and especially your friends who came and visited you and wanted to philosophize about your situation, where were you and where were all the other guys, I put it? Where were you? And we read there something very interesting. God asked Job in Job 38, the verses 4 to 7, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding, if you have some knowledge, some understanding. Where have you been? Where have you been? Now, Dawkins came recently on the sea in TV. And I want to say, Dawkins, where have you been when God laid the foundation 
of the earth. His mouth would be shut. He seems to be a very intelligent man, but he doesn't know these little simple things. And you don't get it in any science book. You get it from the Bible, the best science book, isn't it? Science means, means knowledge. And if you want to acquire knowledge, read the Bible. Read the Bible, then you will acquire knowledge. Now, I have to continue preaching, otherwise I got stuck here. But what did the Lord say? Yo, where have you been when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who set its measurements? Since you know, or who stretched the line on it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid the cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy? Oh, I tell you what, my little Werner Schultz brain is just too small. But there is something wonderful, and in my spirit, I received something. Where were you when the sons of God shouted for joy? Is joy in heaven? Tell me. Amen, amen. I heard people say, well, I don't want to go to heaven. I have to play all, through all eternity, the harp, and I can't play harp. No, I tell you what, in heaven is joy. Where have you been, Job, and all your friends who were there? Where have you been when the morning stars were rejoicing and the sons of God shouted for joy? Job wasn't there, but the Logos was there. But Jesus was there, amen? Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word, the logos, and that is Jesus. Hallelujah. That is my Christmas preaching. Jesus and Jesus and Jesus alone. Hallelujah. Don't ask me about all the fairy tales. I've got no idea. I'm so blind as a blind man about these things. Never been told to me. But it has been told to me that Jesus Christ, our Emmanuel, has come. Hallelujah. A little interesting story. Last Sunday, I was also in a city in Burke Street, and our girls, you know, the flute girls who stand sometimes here in the front, they were playing, and my dear saxophonist, Andrew, was next to me playing, and Santa came along. Yes, is it true, girls? Santa came along, and there was a girl with him, and this girl had a flute on her back. And I saw she was interested in the girls who played the flute, all these wonderful songs, oh, come, let us adore him. And I saw her there. It's like, if you can play, come on, play. And join us. 
quickly she unpacked her flute and she played along. Did she play well, girls? Yes. We invited her to play. Oh, come, let us adore him. Hallelujah. Oh, come, let us adore him. I only have a Christmas story, and that is about Jesus Christ, the Logos of God. Amen? And she was playing. Then Santa took his, what was that? A scooter, or what was it? He had some package on it, red package, and they went on. Oh, come, let us adore you. Now, where have you been? Job, where have you been when all these things happened and the sons of God shouted for joy? What does it sound like when sons of God shout for joy? What was it? Oh, louder. What could it be, sons of God? I don't read anything in the Bible of daughters of God, but there's another preaching for that. One day, perhaps. And the sons of God were shouting for joy. Hallelujah. What could it be? Can we shout for joy? Hallelujah. Again, again. Hallelujah. They were shouting for joy. What a worship. What a worship in heaven. Hallelujah. It's not boring in heaven, I tell you. There will be joy and shouting hallelujah. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Job, where were you when all these things happened? Job wasn't there, but the Logos was there. Hallelujah. And now we see how deep Jesus goes back into the past eternity if I could use this word, past eternity. Anything happened in eternity before Jesus. He was there because he is the eternal, eternal logos. Now this triune God, including the eternal logos, was worshiping also at Isaiah's, Isaiah's, Vision. You know where it says, my dear brother, he didn't know? Did you have a look into my sermon notes? No? And I tell you what, when I write my sermon, I do it. I don't have everything here. I have very much here, but not everything here. And then when I sit down to prepare myself, I have to get it from here into here and write something down. And if you find years and years later somewhere passages in my sermon written in green, guess what, what it means? Pardon? No? In green is all the quotings of the Bible. The word of God I write in green because he leads me on to what? Green pastures, and that is the word of God. If you find one of my notes in years, then you know this was the word of God. I continue, if I may. Now, this eternal Logos, he was there. Isaiah had a vision 
marvelous. Such a wonderful and deep vision. Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 to 4. In the years of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne lofty and exalted with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, every having six, everyone having six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the God. Sabbath, actually, in Hebrew, or the God of hosts in English. The whole earth is full of his glory, and the foundations of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filled with smoke. It was the smoke of the glory of God. Incense was filled. And guess what? There was worship at best. Worship at best. I heard somebody saying it was somewhere in a church. They know where they do worship with drums and everything and loudspeakers and turn up as loud as possible, commenting, what a worship. No! Worship doesn't start with a trembling of the drum, does it? Worship starts with holiness, with holiness. And what did it sing? Joy, joy, joy. No, they sang holy. Pause. Holy. Pause. Holy is the Lord God, Sabbath of hosts. That is worship. Worship always has to have the, the effect of holiness of God. Who can imagine such a worship? Isaiah, the evangelist of the Old Testament, saw, not only imagined, he saw it with his own eyes. There was glory. There was greatness. There was vastness of the glory of God. The second person of the Trinity, the eternal what? L louder, what, what sort of people are you? Can't you speak anymore? The eternal Logos, hallelujah. He was there while he was worshipped and the angels were worshipping him. And then one day Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Don't complain if God leads you into wilderness. Even these almost nine months, we, we are not able to gather together we, now. We were perhaps in one way or another in wilderness. Don't complain. The Lord was there in every meeting. Amen. The Lord was there. 
and even this eternal logos, he was there. Who wouldn't stand in awe of God's majesty, majesty of God's glory? As Isaiah saw these things, who couldn't stand there bowing down and worshiping him? I, I read about a wonderful, wonderful revival story. I don't know where it was. I guess it was somewhere in somewhere in South America. I don't know. It was such a wonderful glory upon this church. Even when they were going out and someone was just mentioning the word holy, the whole congregation was grabbed by the holiness of God. They cast themselves on the floor and could not do anything, anything else but worshiping holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't get anything out of this sermon, get this thing written by the Spirit of God in your heart. God is holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Now, this scene of worship, Isaiah saw there was the eternal logos in that. And all this Jesus received in heaven. Can you imagine? Satan, he longed for that kind of worship. But he knew what it means to, to worship God. And he wants to have it. And we know in Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus has been tempted many times, and the last temptation, he led Jesus on a high mountain. And from this mountain, he showed Jesus all the glories of this world. Is there any glory of the world? Who said no? Do you read your Bible? There is no glory in this world. Everything people call glory is garbage compared to glory of God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The glory of God. Now, Satan was really, really envious. And he led Jesus on the high mountain in chapter 4, Matthew. Showed him all these things of the world. And he said, look at these things. Look at these wonderful things people built. Look at, at these wonderful Mercedes benches and all the glorious cars. Uh, what is the, the English glorious car? Rolls Royce. Can you see all that? With a golden, golden thing in front. And all this I can give you if you what? 
bow down and worship me. He wanted to have that kind of worship. Jesus, the eternal Logos, received there in chapter 6 in Isaiah. And Jesus said, no. What did Jesus say? Jesus said to him, go 